0: Hi, I'm Jonah Berger, best-selling author of Contagious, Why Things Catch On, and welcome to The Blinkist Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Blinkist Podcast. I'm Caitlin, and I am your sole host for today, because Ben's off somewhere cool traveling. I would be jealous, except his absence means that I get you guys all to myself. Last time we talked, in episode two, Ben and I discussed what makes ideas and products contagious, or sticky. We did it through the lens of an experience that the Blinkist office had with a social networking app named Peach. We called on Merriam-Webster's Jesse DeWitt and one really great book by a guy named Jonah Berger. So, a little bit about Jonah. In addition to being author of Contagious, Why Things Catch On, Jonah is a professor at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, He's an expert on word of mouth, viral marketing, social influence, social contagion, and trends. He's also interviewed by millions of people, seemingly all the time. And he's doing TED Talks, and he's writing another book. But, despite all the things he's busy doing, we got him on the phone and dug deeper into the phenomenons of virality and contagion. In this bonus episode of the Blinkist podcast, we're going to just go ahead and play most of the call that we had with Jonah Ben and I have read things, of course, but Jonah is the pro. He both widens and deepens the things that Ben and I discussed last episode around, specifically social currency, why things might fail, and the magic bullet of viral marketing. So without any further ado, let's go back in time a
0: couple weeks. This is Jonah.
1: Hi, Jonah. This is Caitlin from Blinkist, and I'm here with Sarah. Can you hear me?
0: Hi. Yep. Can hear you fine. Excellent.
1: So you, um, you've you been interviewed by Mashable about Peach, this app phenomenon. How did you find out about it?
0: Uh, you know, it's funny. I found out about it in the same way we find out about most things, which is from a friend. Uh, it's amazing how much we learn about it via word of mouth, and I think word of mouth has really driven uh, Peach's success.
1: Yeah, that definitely is what happened in our office. <laughs> um, what was your first impression of it when you encountered it? Did you think, oh, here's something interesting with staying power, or this is another flash in the pan?
0: You know, what I think is... Peach is interesting, but what I think is more interesting than peach itself is the science behind why things catch on and die out. You know, often things come out, uh, you know, some become successful, others fail, some stick around, others don't. Um, And we have a tendency to want to focus on individual things and individual aspects of these products or services. So what becomes interesting is looking across products and across services and starting to understand the similarities. And you know, we think word of mouth is a big driver. Indeed, word of mouth is ten times as effective as traditional advertising. But to get it to work, you have to understand why people talk and share. And so that's really where I think a lot of these companies lack. They they don't understand the science behind social communication. If we want to get something off the ground, particularly without a big budget, we've got to figure out how to get people to talk and share.
1: Okay. Um, Jonah, why do people talk and share?
0: Uh, you know, I think the, the short answer is that it's not random, it's not luck, and it's not chance. Uh, there's a science behind why products and ideas catch on. Uh, and as I talk about in Contagious, Why Things Catch On, I, I put them in a framework, six key factors I call the steps. Okay. Uh, and that stands for social currency, triggers, emotion, public, practical value, and stories. And each of those is a, a research evidence-based principle that drives all sorts of things to catch on from the, the new products and the apps that we buy to the services we end up loving or, or even those we don't.
1: Let's say that an app or a piece of a piece of content has all the principles that you've identified in your book. So it's got social currency, it has emotion, it has public visibility, it's of practical value, and there are good stories around it. What are some common reasons that it still might fail?
0: You know, uh, I think there are a couple common reasons that, uh, that things fail even once they understand the steps. Uh first is it's not authentically applied. Um, you know, one of the reasons consumers trust word of mouth is they know that no one's trying to sell them something. Uh, they know that they can believe what their peer is saying. If we're not authentic, it's not going to work. Uh, you know, many companies and organizations think, wow, if I, um, you know, if I just uh, apply a framework uh, and do it in whatever way I see fit, it'll work at the end of the day. But if we don't do it in authentic way, if consumers can tell that we're not being honest about what our brand is good at and bad at, they can smell that from a while away, and they're, they're not going to be interested in, in adopting it. I think the other problem, place where, where many companies or organizations fail, is they default to social media. They think word of mouth is all about online. and Social media is a useful tool, it's an important tool, but it's only one of the channels through which word of mouth flows. Actually, over 85% of word of mouth is offline, face-to-face. And so if you don't think offline as well as online, it's going to be hard to be successful. It's all about how we use every touch point that we have with our customer, our consumer, uh, someone who follows us. How do we use each of those touch points as an opportunity for word of mouth? Everything from how we design the product, how we build customer service or our website, all of those opportunities to get people to talk and share.
1: Is there is there one of those principles that is the deal breaker? So social currency, emotion, public visibility, et cetera. Is there one that if even if a product has all the other things and it doesn't have that it still might fail, or it might succeed if it does this one really well?
0: You know, there, there's, I think the, the one magic bullet to take away is invest in word of mouth. Uh, it's not that one principle is required and the others aren't as important. Um, you know, it depends on the situation, uh, and it depends on the, the consumer or customer or individuals that you're going after. Um, you know, there's not one one thing that you can follow. If you don't follow it, you'll be successful. You can pick any of the six steps, and each of them can be useful for your idea, your business, or getting your message to spread. Um, really, at the end of the day, you know, it's about understanding that, that person at the end that you're trying to connect with and using that understanding to get good ideas to spread.
1: Jonah, is there something that you've learned in doing this more recent research since your last book that has surprised you or revised what you thought about I don't know, in the last book or
0: what you've written about? You know, there's been a bunch of amazing research that's come out uh, since the last book. But I think it's hard to pinpoint any one piece. But one thing I'm working on a lot in my, in my new book is understanding human motivation. What motivates people to work harder and what leads them to give up? Uh, whether we're talking about employees or potential customers, you know what motivates some customers um, to stick with the brand and and others to you know end up faltering and, and giving up. And so, really, that understanding is, is quite powerful. And um, uh, there's a lot of interesting ideas there.
1: Right. Is there is there any thinker that you have, whose work you've been particularly impressed with in that field?
0: Uh, you know, just one example. Uh, thinking about the the power of motivation. Uh, we did a big analysis of NBA basketball games, looking at over mm-hmm. 45,000 basketball games, uh, and looking at whether uh, how being ahead at halftime affects winning. So teams that are behind by just a point are actually more likely to win than teams ahead by a point. Um, and what we found is that it's all about being close, being right behind something motivates you to take action and to work harder. And so thinking about setting goals or motivating other people, you know how can we motivate them to take action by making them feel they're almost there the closer they feel the more likely they'll be to work hard and the more likely they'll be to perform better at the end of the day
1: that is fascinating actually this sounds a lot like something that i was listening to on the hidden brain the other day have you heard that podcast
0: no i haven't
1: sounds like they really should have been talking to you <laughs> uh, they did a recent podcast on the science of motivation and um about people playing the lottery um we wanted to ask you just a couple of, of fun general questions uh jonah do you have a favorite meme
0: uh you know to me there's not one favorite um uh, you know it's like a parent with their kids. no one has a favorite kid you like all your kids (laughs) to me i'm 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 more excited about understanding why some of them succeed and why some fail
1: okay that was a very diplomatic lovely answer um (laughs) is there is there a viral internet phenomenon that you wish would die
0: Uh, you know, there are many internet phenomenon that, um, I, I like and there are many that I, that I dislike. To me, it's just interesting. They're almost like, a little bacteria in a test tube, for example. Um, and I love finding out, you know, new, uh, internet pieces of content or new things that people are doing that I either found out about early or others I found out about late. Uh, You know, I just recently, for whatever, learned about Netflix and chill. It took me longer to learn about it than it it might have learned, uh, might have taken other people. Or the word basic uh, that, you know, many people have been using is is an interesting thing out there. So to me, whether it's online or offline, what's interesting is the underlying human behavior. Uh,
1: can Can you think of a thing that went viral that you really weren't expecting? Or you look at it and you're like, wow, that's surprising.
0: You know, what I think is so interesting is the more times we see something or hear something, the more we like it but sometimes this often happens with songs on the radio where the first time we hear it, we go, ah, you know, I didn't, I didn't really like it. You know, why, why would they, why would they play the song? Uh, But, you know, then second time you hear it or third time you hear it, you start liking it more. And so really familiarity leads to liking in some powerful ways. Right. Right.
1: Uh, What are you reading lately?
0: Uh, What am I reading? Everything from fiction to nonfiction. So I have a good friend uh, that has a book coming out called The Mind Club, which is a great book about understanding the science of the human mind. Uh, His name is Kurt Gray, really exciting book. Uh, And I also have a fun book recently about language called Lexicon, uh, which is more a fiction book, um, but, uh, you know, imagining a society where language has a a powerful effect on persuasion.
1: Um, Do you have an all-time favorite book?
0: Oh, um, I have a number of favorite books. Um, uh, One of my favorites is called Made to Stick. Uh, It's all about understanding uh, why ideas stick. Um, and what makes some things stickier than others. Um, uh, also like a book called Predictably Irrational. Again, understanding the science of the human mind and behavioral economics. Um, so those are a couple of my favorites.
1: Yeah, we we love Made to Stick and Predictably Irrational at Blinkist too. It's actually, both of those books have formed kind of the cornerstone of how we develop our content. Um, what are you working on lately?
0: You know, uh, what's so exciting about the area of word of mouth is there's many new things coming down the pike. We've learned a little bit, but there's lots more to learn and lots more to understand. Uh, And a lot of the work I'm doing right now is actually helping companies and organizations apply these ideas. Mm -hmm. Everything from, you know, small nonprofits to large for-profits. Everybody wants their stuff to catch on, but to do it, we have to understand that underlying why. Uh, But also, still doing a lot of, you know, research on, on the topic. Everything from what drives us to share things online versus offline. What do we share to small groups of folks versus large groups of people? How does the language we use when we recommend something? Even something as simple as whether we say I like it versus I recommend it does an impact whether other people try it um and people end up liking what we like
1: that sounds amazing when is this book out
0: oh um i have another book coming out in june actually called invisible influence uh it's all about uh the subtle and often surprising ways that others affect our behavior uh, and how by understanding that science we can live happier and healthier lives
1: that sounds great i will definitely be covering that one um Okay. That was fascinating. Thank you so much for talking with us. I'm sorry that calling in proved to be a pain. Yeah.
0: Thank you guys for having me. And I hope you have a good rest of the day. And um, I'm more than happy to talk when a new book comes out in in June about doing another interview.
1: Yes, we would love that. Okay. We'll be in touch. Can't wait to see your new book. Sounds great, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's Caitlin. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that talk with Jonah. If you want to hear more of what he has to say on this topic, you should go grab a copy of his book, Contagious. Or you could come read the key points on Blinkist. You can still get two weeks of free reading when you use the code podcast, by the way. Before I run off to work on episode three, which we hope to get out to you in just a couple of weeks, I wanted to say just two things. First, thanks for listening. Again, Ben and I have been so delighted by your response to what we're working on. We're still hungry for feedback, of course, and we want to make this great for you, so get at us at podcast at blinkus.com and tell us what you think. We'd also really love to hear about what you want to hear about, who we should interview next, um, specific topics you'd like us to work on. Let us know. Second, the book doctor! Send us your burning questions about work, self improvement, human behavior—really, just about anything you might find in the Blinkist library—and we will delve into our shelves to find you the prescription. A couple of thank yous before I head out. First, thanks to Jonah Berger. Thanks so much for that illuminating conversation, Jonah. It was great. We look forward to speaking with you when your next book comes out. Thanks to Ben. Even though he's an absentia, he is the silent but important partner. Thanks to Sarah, and thank you very, very much to our wonderful sound guy who has helped me a lot with mic issues in the past few days, Odie. As always, you can find us on the interwebs at Blinkist.com, on Twitter and Instagram at Blinkist, or write to us at podcast at Oh yeah, and we're still on Peach. But pretty much nobody else is except Jesse. Hey Jesse.
0: Till next time guys, read on.